You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today with me, I have David McLennan. Uh, David is the president of Impact Leadership Coaching in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, one of my favorite all-time cities. And uh, he's going to be sharing with us how to build a high-performing and growth-oriented culture um, that you can really implement today in your in your organization or company. So, David, thanks so much for joining me, man. Oh, it's my pleasure, Sam. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Can you start us off by sharing uh, your background and what got you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I actually spent um, 32 years of my life in the insurance industry. And uh, going through college, I was uh, part of a family business and um, was uh, part of my dad's agency for uh, a, a number of years. I actually was a partner with my dad for about 19 years and then really got into the wellness space and was part of a startup company back in 2008, 2009. And um, we grew really, really fast. And um, in 2014, then I had the opportunity to um, sell part of my shares in that company to the private equity firm that was was coming in to, to infuse some capital. And then over the next year, I really spent some time kind of being introspective and thinking about what I wanted to do with the next half of my life. And I was still part of the organization, um, but I, I came to the conclusion that um, I really wanted to help other companies to be able to, to grow and to build their teams. And that's really what excited me. And so um, long story short, that particular company became my first uh, client. And mm. um, so, and I'm still great friends with the, the CEO today. They recently just uh, sold to a, a major insurance uh, company, but um but I really felt the need to be able to help contribute to the growth of other companies. And, and to do that, I, I really felt that it was um, a, 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 my approach was to build the team and to build the culture within the organization. And so I, I really implement a, a process to, to help them, uh, help companies do, to do that, to build a high-performing culture. I love that. So when it comes to building a high-performing culture and having a you know, that growth oriented culture. Um, you typically have eight points that you touch on. We're going to talk and touch on your top three today. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening to this, um, go check out David's stuff. I'm sure you can connect <laughs> with him and, and learn the rest. But the first one you have here, David, is to define the behaviors that lead to your success. Um, how do we define those? Yeah, you know, I know that there's a lot of uh, talk about mission, vision, and values, and, and I don't discount that at all. But what really ends up happening is the mission gets put up on the wall in the office, the vision maybe, maybe, um, and, and the values, sometimes they're up, and, but there's, you know, they, they, don't, they don't necessarily get put into, into action. So I like to say that the behaviors or the fundamentals that lead to our success are really the behaviors. And besides that, when we define behaviors, we can see them in action. So behaviors are the verbs, 
the values are more like the nouns, you know, they're the, they're the esoteric things. They're the nebulous kinds of things like respect. And um, I, I love that value. Respect is a great value. But if you grew up in, let's say you grew up in the Bronx and I grew up in Japan, mm-hmm. our ideas of respect are going to be two different things. And so if I say, though, we, we live out our value um, of respect by honoring commitments, we can see that and you know see that happening. And so defining our, our, our culture and the things that lead to our success by, by first defining our behaviors um, is, is, is like, that's a game changer. And, and if, we, if we want our people to be able to create a, a high-performing culture, we've got to define those, you know, what does that look like? How, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. And is that something that we sit down with a team to do or that we do on our own? I mean, we're, we're talking to different departments and companies. We're talking to um, entrepreneurs. I mean, it's a pretty broad spectrum. Is that all something we should each do or is it as a company, you know, as a whole? Yeah, typically I work with the leadership team of the company, um, but I've also seen it where, um, you know, the CEO will bring in not only their executive leadership team, but also um, other contributors that are part of the organization to be able to lend their thinking and contribute to the thinking of the organization. And so uh, a lot of times it's a, it's a team and it's, it's great to be able to, uh, facilitate the process. And so um, I, I've actually even um, done it with a division of a huge company as a fortune 500 company, but it's a division of about 300 people. And I did it with the, the department leaders of that, um, of that uh, division. And so, um, so I've seen it bun- done both ways, but, but it generally is done at the organizational level at the, you know, the, the senior leadership level. And then sometimes, um, you know, others will be brought into that process as well. So point number two here you have is create rituals, routines, uh, and candices that will help your people practice those behaviors. Um, can you give us some examples of that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a behavior is, is um, we, we can't ingrain that behavior mm-hmm. unless we have some way to practice it over and over and over again. If you think about anything that anybody has ever gotten good at, whether it's a musical instrument, whether it's sports, they practice it over and over and over again. And so having a way, having a ritual, having a cadence to be able to practice a behavior is so key to this whole process of creating a high-performing culture. So a couple of the ideas that um, that we've used is, um, first of all, a weekly email. A weekly email from either the, the CEO or sometimes what happens is after a, a period of time, it gets cascaded down throughout the organization and leaders in the organization send out an email on the fundamental or the behavior of the week. So let's say this week's behavior is practice blameless problem solving. If I'm the CEO, I'm going to send out an email to everybody. And I'm going to just kind of say to everybody, hey, this is our fundamental this week. Um, This is why it's important to us. And, you know, honoring commitments really helps us to not only solidify our, our, our um, place with our, our clients, but it also helps each other as teams. I'm going to explain what, what it means. And then, um, then through the week, what we're going to do is every time we have a meeting, the first uh, item on the agenda is to have a brief discussion. I mean, literally like two minutes, brief discussion about that fundamental. And so if I'm leading a, a, a meeting and I'm, uh, you know, have my team with me, 
I'm going to start that conversation by, you know, some kind of a question or an interaction. So I might say, um, hey, Sam, uh, hey, team, um, what do you think gets in the way of us honoring our commitments? How, you know, how do we how do we mess this up? How do we how do we get better at it? And then have a brief conversation. And, and, and that's really the key. It doesn't have to be, you know, 20 minutes because that's not the point of the meeting, but it's to get everybody thinking about honoring commitments, um, practicing blameless problem solving, whatever those fundamentals are or the fundamental is for the week. Um, it's, it's a way to get everybody on the same page and really thinking in the same way. And then when you do this on a cyclical basis, let's, you know, a, a lot of my clients will have anywhere between 20 and 30 of these behaviors. And, and so if you think about it, if we, let's say we have 26 behaviors, we're going to go through these twice in a year, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we're able to just practice systematically and cyclically over time. And then what happens is it becomes institutionalized. It becomes a part of who we are as an organization. Mm -hmm. We just know that we practice blameless problem solving. We find yeah. a way, those kinds of things. So that's, yeah. that's my idea. Yeah. Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. When they're brought up, um, pretty spaced out because you said some companies they have, you know, 25, 30 different ones. Yeah. How do we get them to remember? I mean, obviously you'd mentioned in a meeting, it's great to talk about it for a little while. Yeah. How do we really drill that in? Because there's so many, I mean, some yeah. companies might not have that many, but when we do, how do we drill that in? No, that's a great, great question. And, and that's one of the other uh, steps, uh, the other five steps that we're, we're, you know, we're not talking about today, but, but it is, communicating it. Every chance you have mm. is to communicate it. And so that's really up to leadership. It's up to leadership. It's actually up to everyone in the organization. Um, and it's, it's it, you know, it, it, we may not be talking about honoring commitments this week, but, um, but if a situation comes up, I'm going to coach on it. I'm going to talk mm -hmm. about it. And what happens then is it really becomes a common language within the organization. Some companies will, will in the communication process, um, I, I don't know if this is going to be video or if it's going to be podcast, but, uh, or I mean, just audio, but, but some companies will create a card. We call these mm, the way okay. card. And so they will have them listed on there so that people can refer to them and they can actually um, look at them and, and have and be reminded of them. So there's a number of different ways to keep them top of mind, but, but, you know, communicating each of these is, is really a, another key to the, to the eight steps of this framework. Mm -hmm. So when a company defines their success, because I think when it comes to organizations, they're told that they need to do that a lot. And then they, they go through the motions and do that. Why do you think it is that so many of them just drop the ball and don't really ingrain it the way that it needs to. They just kind of forget about it. Yeah, it's it, it, two things I think that come to my mind. First of all, lack of commitment. And, and then secondly, 
Um, it's just creating the rituals. I mean, if you think about, let's 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 face it, January first comes around. Everybody wants to go to the gym, wants to get in shape, but by about February fifteenth, that's dropped off quite a bit. And the reason why it's dropped off is because we haven't set up the the ability, the mechanisms to create the habits. And so um, we have to be be willing to, to to do a couple of things. First of all, recognize that culture is the single biggest factor in driving company results. Our com- our, the, the environment that we work in is the single biggest uh, driver of our results. I mean, it, it, it impacts how we do what we do. And so if that's the case, if, if, we can, if we can create an environment that really is focused on doing the behaviors that are gonna lead to our increased success, then it just makes sense to be able to have a plan and, and to be able to create the rituals and create the, the cadences around practicing those behaviors. Mm-hmm. And you had, you had touched on this a little bit before, but point three you have here is uh, communicate your behaviors and then coach them with every opportunity and uh, you have, and also real life situations. Can you explain what you mean by real life situations? How do we tie that in? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, every day we're going to be faced with situations that give us the opportunity to bring up um, things like practicing blameless problem solving. So I use that one a lot because I know that it resonates with so many people. And um, so, you, you know, one of the things that we can do is, hey, when something goes wrong, first thing we got to do is we got to fix it. This is a three step process. We got to fix it first. And then we've got to kind of do a deep dive and, 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 and take a look and say what went wrong, not who went wrong, but what in our process went wrong. And then the third step is, do we need to change our process? We have to assess that. If, if, if we need a process change, let's change the process. If it was just something that um, somebody you know, didn't follow the process, well, then maybe we need to retrain them on the process. So um, being able to use a situation that comes up and, and we say, hey, this situation, um, created an issue for our client. Let's take a look at it. What happened? So we just kind of do an autopsy, you know, tell, let's, let's walk through the situation and then be able to look at um, the processes that are involved. And so coaching in that and in, in, with that helps us to learn and to, and to do better and to be better. So we're not going to get it perfect, but coaching in a real life situation actually makes it applicable. It's not just, uh, you know, something on the wall or something on a you know piece of paper. It's something that we actually believe and we actually do. Mm-hmm. How do you hand off the reins to your lower tier leadership when it comes to giving them the opportunity to coach the people below them? Um, do you, should we be giving them that opportunity to do that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, if, matter of fact, it's interesting that you asked that question because that's what actually helped um, create something that I call the emerging leader inner circle. It's a, it's a group of, of leaders who are first time people leaders that uh, one of my clients, we were working on their culture and we were recognizing that, that some of these leaders weren't equipped to be able to, to do that, to hand off the reins or to really put that in the, the, the hands of, of the, the next level leaders. And so we created an environment to be able to, allow these leaders to learn things like communication and, and asking good questions and not always having the answers and getting outside of their comfort zone. And so uh, my answer to that question, though, is absolutely yes. It really is important to be able to equip your leaders and your leadership team 
um, all throughout the organization and empower them to be able to use these um, these tools and these 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 behaviors because that's what's going to truly permeate the the high performing culture throughout the DNA of the organization. Well, David, thank you so much for for joining me today and going over you know three out of your eight points. Uh, yeah, we'll have to have you back on to talk about the other five one of these days. Have but um, where can we go to find out more about you and even learn about uh, you know more of this process? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, the best place to catch me uh, like on a social media uh, platform is LinkedIn. Uh, that's how you and I met. Uh, LinkedIn is an awesome platform. Um, David McGlennon, M-C-G-L-E-N-N-E-N. Um, and then my website is just davidmcglennon.com. So uh, feel free to check me out there. Uh, happy to uh, connect with uh, anybody that has uh, some interest in, in, in creating a high-performing culture for, the, for themselves. David, thanks so much, man. Wish you the best. Thank you, Sam. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.